0: Have you heard about Rethink Retail's newest community, the Global Retail Leaders? Retailers, listen up, because this one's for you. This fall, we'll be announcing our Global Retail Leaders, an exclusive collective of executives leading transformation at top retail companies around the globe. Check out this community to learn how Rethink Retail will provide you with endless opportunities for career advancement, networking, and thought leadership collaboration to help set you apart from the pack. To learn more, visit rethink.industries slash nominate GRL. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriela Bach, and today I'll be speaking with my guests, Ryan Taylor and Bobby Marhamat. Ryan is the head of retail product marketing at T-Mobile. He has over 20 years of experience in retail management at the store, district, territory, and geographic levels. Bobby is the CEO of Radiant, an in-store customer experience management provider for brick-and-mortar retailers. He also has over 20 years of experience in the retail industry, having worked at the executive level with tech companies like Verizon, Revel, and High Five. Bobby is also a contributing member of Forbes Business Development Council and was recently recognized as a top 100 innovation CEO of 2022 by World Business Magazine. Ryan, Bobby, welcome to the show.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely, and it's great to have you both here. We are going to be talking a lot today about innovation, and it's an often recited mantra that business innovation is key. Thought leaders regularly emphasize that executives need to be at the bleeding edge, that their companies need to adopt tomorrow's tech yesterday and integrate it into their teams, create new teams for those teams, and get it all online at ASAP if they want to beat their competition. This strategic mindset is of course well warranted as companies seek to not only keep pace with the seemingly exponential growth in tech innovations over the last many years, but drive efficiencies to compensate for challenges with supply chains, labor, the ever-changing and ever-demanding modern consumer, However, the collective urge to be at the edge of the conversation sometimes leads to some false assumptions, which I think one of the biggest, and we've all heard it has been the you know so-called death of the brick and mortar store. And you know, while it's all true, of course, that brick and mortar was, hit hard by the pandemic. Stores have sprung back quickly. We've seen it that, you know, the majority of consumers are still incorporating the store in some capacity uh, in the majority of their shopping experiences. So whether that's fully in-store or, you know, as a a hybrid retail shopping experience, Bopus, curbside, the store is still a central pillar uh, for the majority of consumers. But at the same time, digital transformation is impacting all of us in the retail industry and brick and mortar is no exception. The in-store experience itself is now called to change in a way that is perhaps more radical and more extensive than any time in modern history, which brings us to today's topic. So Ryan, Bobby, building on that theme of the old coming together with the new, what would you say defines the digitized store experience for you in 2022 and into the future? Bobby, I will have you answer this one first.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for having us. Uh, you know, high level, I think the biggest theme kind of going into this year and next year and beyond is really that that convergence that's needed uh, across online and offline uh, buying mechanisms, uh, education paths, et cetera. So as an example, you know, during the during the pandemic of course some shopping got pushed over to online um, some shopping got pushed over to you know uh, POPUS, if, if you will and the biggest learning was some of the brands started to lose some of their loyal customers because they, they didn't have that connection anymore all the buying you know or most of the buying was being pushed to, to online methodology so one of the one of the biggest things uh, as a theme number one theme is, if I'm a customer, I want to be able to purchase um, online or in a store environment, and I want you to know what my customer. I want that same customer record if I'm buying in store or you know uh, online, if you will, so that you know my interests, you know what I like, what I don't like, so you can you can tell me you know or showcase more of the things that I do like, et cetera. So I think that's one mm-hmm. one big theme. I think the the, the second big theme is uh, kind of related in the sense that people now going into shopping uh, at different you know brands, etc. Want that same online experience to be also available offline. So, do I walk up to like, let's say, a cell phone, and it automatically, you know, tells me about that cell phone? Do I do I go over to the to the gene wall and on the gene wall? I learn about how those genes are made, etc. And getting that same education that I'll receive as if I'm online and uh, be able to do that quickly. And you know, depending on what I'm interested or not interested, getting that information quickly and efficiently, and then be able to either purchase either there in store or Kind of later you know, online would be would be the second you know big theme that that, that we're seeing if you will in talking to, to a, lot, a lot of these larger retailers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all excellent points, Bobby Ryan. What are your thoughts on this?
1: One of the big things for me is what what I'm hearing from retailers is that you know the big theme is meeting the customers where they are and when they want to be met. And so when you think about between 2020 and 2022, retailers really operated like at a startup type speed. Like they rolled out a ton of services, right? Mm-hmm. To effectively engage consumers with a kind of a mindset of a digital first first kind of world. And so different innovations evolved from that, from, you know, buy online, pick up in store, kind of virtual styling, digital clienteling, like even like live video commerce sitting at your home to be able to deliver that experience to a consumer when it wasn't a store that was actually available or open for them to shop at. Services that incorporate things like real-time delivery, augmented and virtual reality shopping and more. so the theme for me is just around how, you know, the focus has been how do you meet the consumer where they are in a digital type environment?
0: That's a great point about the pandemic and how it kind of, you know, to your point, kind of caused retailers and a lot of these like, you know, Legacy brands really start having to think in this way that is, as you said, almost this like startup mentality. So really great points there. Um, from an infrastructure perspective, what are some of the most important infrastructures that retailers need to be, you know, really putting in place to enable some of these in-store digital transformations that we're we're speaking of?
1: So I think the number one when you talk about infrastructure, I, I think about the internal cross-functional working teams. And it it goes quickly to start to understand is that, you know, you have moved from historically where you've just had like a, a customer service function or a mm-hmm. CX function. Now you have CX and EX and they're working together, you know, and they're figuring out like how they connect and because the employee experience. You have to be able to ensure that the employee experience that you're delivering the tools and resources, and they feel good about the task and things you're, that you're giving them to be able to do their daily job to meet the consumer's experience, to deliver on what your brand's service expectations are. With the huge wage war that's went on specifically in retail today, you know, mm. um, which has been a wage war that's been going that's been going on for quite some time, you know, how do you enable your employees to deliver great experiences? What type of tools and resources are you giving them to to um, enable great experiences that also help enhance the customer's experience too?
2: I think uh, what you're saying is super important. I mean, I think especially coming, I want to call it coming out of COVID, if you will. You know, there, there's a lot, a lot of focus right now on the EX experience, which helps enable the CX experience, and uh, you know, with that infrastructure-wise, I think you know at the core, first brands have to figure out. Who's my customer? What's my what's my ICP? What my, my customer profile look like? And based on that profile, then what do I what I need to do on the employee side to keep these you know employees engaged, et cetera, and how that influences the, the customer experience. And then what from that, what are the infrastructure, you know, tools, product services that I need, you know, all the way from connectivity to the screens to the software that I need, etc., uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it all starts at the core with who's my customer initially. And then building on that, you build the infrastructure.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. We have to be investing in our employees and providing them with, with the tools to create those exceptional customer experiences in the store. Um, so I wanted to kind of lean into that a little more and see if either of you had any examples of you know, some retailers who are doing this right, this blending of the EX and CX.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have I have an example I can share here. I won't call call out the actual um, you know brand, but it is a large kind of juice brand, smoothie brand, if you will. And you know, this this brand uh, was really focused initially, kind of pre pandemic, on really that CX experience. What they what they realized, of course, is during the pandemic and uh, and and kind of beyond, if you will. There's uh, there's there's Definitely a change in how employees think about the brands they work for in these, in these retail and restaurant locations. And so with that, a large portion of what they had to start to think about is how, how do I you know, build on that EX experience? So this particular smoothie retailer, if you will, has built really an EX experience that helps tell their employees about the new juices coming out, you know, uh, helps, helps talk about really the new framework for how they're thinking about the next three months from a business standpoint, new menu items, et cetera. And that's really, uh, you know, it's, it's been proven to create more of that loyalty with with the brand, if you will. And on the other side, on the CX side, then you know, being able to use a lot of that that data that's being built on the X side to be able to enable customers to learn more. So whether it's a customer walking up and learning, you know, what what, what goes like, why did they name this particular juice? What they did? What goes into it? What are, what is the nutrition? Why why is the nutrition important? Etc. A lot of what they're enabling on the X side is also helping the CX side. And so I think it's really circular, like like Ryan also stated, like it all works together, if you will. And, um, you know, I see more and more brands needing to do this to be able to really both make sure that employees are super engaged, but also educate their their customers. Because customers, you know, they have that tool in their hand where they can look things up, but they... It's, it's, it's been proven that they'll purchase more from you if, if you can give them that information right off the bat. So I think that's going to be super important that you work hand-in-hand hand with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what would you then say are, are some of the, the tools that you know, retailers need to be equipping them with in order for them to deliver these experiences?
2: In simplicity terms, really what it is, is you want to make this, really, you want to make this simple to deploy, you want to make this something that's, that's easy, but at the same time is comprehensive. And that's always, always hard to do. So I would look for, you know, uh, I would look for software that actually automates a lot of the experience, you know, really not to, not, not to plug what we do, but uh, just at a very high level, you want software that's employee experience driven for brick and mortar specifically. So you can help really kind of push a that communication. So think about it as like Facebook like or you know, Instagram, like if you will, communication to, to whoever's on the front line, you know, getting this information. And then from that, you know, they're able to gain back with that information. You know, what we think is important from a, from a Radiant standpoint is all this is centered around the point of sale. So it's very low maintenance, highly automated and helps create that experience very easily and seamlessly, which then helps those employees really focus on the customer experience as customers walk in the door. And so that's that's, you know, uh, at, at a very high level how we think about the world. So I definitely say one of the things
1: that we're seeing in retail today and some use cases that are out there is just around we talk about tools and resources, you know. Um, how you leverage digital signage to drive employee engagement, also to be an interactive sales associate for your store teams, right? We're seeing a lot of interest in, in from retailers and brands today just talking about the opportunity. And that's just around the lack of being able to attract candidates and actually retain kind of employees. And so... You know, how are you efficiently being able to optimize your labor, and how are you leveraging data to be able to do so? So, you know, there's solutions out there that can provide heat mapping that can show you what are the hot spots that consumers are are tracking in stores. You can leverage those to validate the marketing decisions. You can leverage those to actually schedule employees in certain areas based off of trends that you know consumers are actually in those areas doing certain times of the day, doing certain times of the week, doing certain times of the month. And so forth. And then how does that particular solution interact with the workforce management solution that the store has so they can leverage both of those things together and, and ultimately drive a better customer experience? I also think about too where I've seen some other use cases where BYOD bring your own device or actually providing a mobile device for your employees, mm-hmm. you know, that helps kind of l- your employees leverage technologies to help them be more efficient in the daily tasks that they're doing which in turn actually helps them feel more satisfied about their job because you're removing some friction. It also helps from a compliance standpoint that where they're actually, they can better serve their customers, but they're getting, you're educating through the mobile phone. Like they can mm-hmm. actually have it at their fingertips to be able to drive product knowledge, you know, to confirm consumer spying decisions. They're actually able to have access to, you know, the with a device to the endless aisle that we not only, you know, as we've seen over the last couple of years, the amount of SKUs that retailers are carrying in their stores are starting to slim down because of you now can get things to consumers next day or two days or three days and so forth. And so, you know, now you have access to combine an in-store transaction with an online transaction and complete the, the customer's buying purchase right there within sitting at, at a mobile device, which is a very intimate interaction that's happened with with a consumer also, too. And so you know, I think more on the lines when it's all a win-win for the consumer. And, and then you also think about from an empowered standpoint, you know, it's on-demand training, inventory management. It's a multi-device type use where you're removing a lot of friction points around the employee's experience before. Like we're even seeing instances that were that device is actually becoming the communication device within the entire store for all the employees to be able to communicate back and forth with each other. So, again, mm-hmm. it, removes, it removes the way you having to have a wired headset or you have a wireless headset, and then also having a a device, a mobile POS device, which actually gives you access to the endless island and and education and so forth. So you're getting it down to one device.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of great points. You touched upon employees having their own devices. We're seeing this more and more with employees all being given an iPhone to use in store. And then as you said, some are bringing their own devices, you know, which... That's a lot of devices, you know, depending on the store, it could be dozens of employees at any given one time. And then as well as customers using the app in store while shopping. So I did want to know, just based off of that many devices all needed to be you know, connected at one time, Ryan, I did want to kind of pick your brain on the importance of, you know, network connectivity in this regard.
1: Yes. You know, um, it's really important. You know, I think we've all been for those that I grew up in retail and I remember the days that where, you know, you had to, you couldn't stand in certain corners of the store with a device and have network connection to be able to help a <laughs> consumer. You know, you had, to, oh, let me go to the front of the door and get closer to the window or let me go to the middle of a store and so forth. And so that was before the age of the really increased usage of IOT devices to help mm-hmm. enable and enhance the customer's experience, to drive operational efficiencies, to provide safety and health things. And so you've just seen a significant increase in IoT devices, specifically in retail, that align to whatever the, the retailer's service approach is going to be. And so with that, you look at a, a serious strain on the network. For, uh, for a store and and a retailer's, you know, and what they're trying to provide from mobile POS to a POS station, to self-checkout kiosks, to digital signage, to shelf tags, to smart video analytics, you know, all of these things are things that are becoming an increased use of IoT. And, you know, then you look at, do you currently have the existing network connectivity, infrastructure in store to be able to add that on. And for majority of retailers, they don't. And typically to add that on and invest into that additional infrastructure for additional connectivity, it's at a premium cost. And so you choose to not add on to add these devices and increase in IoT devices. And so what I think, you know, uh, 5G and, you know, increase in some of the customized options that you can have around network connectivity is, doing for retail is that it's helping you to be able to add failover protection, which kind of ensures critical business applications kind of remain online if things go down. We're seeing retailers Mm -hmm. move towards 5G being a primary connection for, you know, point of sale systems for digital signage and all of the uh, devices. And guess what? When you look at 5G and some of the connectivity options, you look at business internet, which in reality is fixed wireless, which has been around for a while but it's gotten much better because 5g has gotten better. And so the in-building coverage now that you can get from fixed wireless is a, is a m- most, um, a lot more cost effective way and and speedy way to be able to add on connectivity and security and take bandwidth off of the current network you have in your stores. So, you know, as retail continues to grow and IOT continues to grow and the, and how you use IOT to meet the level of, uh, the different services, Mm -hmm. network connectivity, and the different customizable options to get there is going to be extremely important. And that's where 5G plays a significant part.
0: And Bobby, from your end, so you work with different retailers, helping them create a more engaging in-store customer experience through digital signage and digital technology. So is this something that you're also seeing with your clients needing a more secure and reliable network? with some of the, you know, projects that that you're working with them on.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean one of the things, uh, you know, Ryan brought up is with these, with these experiences and the, you know, the need for adding these experiences in location, of course, there's a need for bandwidth, there's a need for network connectivity. And a lot of brands are taking that experience to the next level. Like they're reinforcing some of the stuff that they're selling in location with maybe, you know, TikTok videos around how those how those products do in kind of real life and real scenarios, et cetera. And so with, with all the things that retailers are using from an engagement perspective, connectivity comes up often. And like Ryan said, it's, it's really one of those ROI discussions around what do I want to do here? What's the cost going to be? How do I upgrade my network, et cetera? Because retailers know that they have to do this, but it's to the extent of what what they want to want to be able to kind of you know, be able to spend from a connectivity standpoint to be able to update their infrastructure. I think one of the things that we always talk through with, with retailers especially is, part of what's, what's happening, you know, you talk about again, brick and mortar is dead, et cetera, et cetera, but what, what's really happening is the brands that are not really investing in these products and investing in infrastructure and kind of the future of digitizing their stores, that could have taken another five to seven years to get there, but the pandemic accelerated it. And so now is the time where a lot of these retailers really need to uh, really invest and be able to make sure that they're at the forefront of what the consumers expect. So. They build more brand loyalty with these customers
0: absolutely and I, I think that's a great segue into our next question. So while brick and mortar has you know pretty quickly sprung back from from lockdowns and quarantines, research has demonstrated that consumer behavior has changed for the long term. For example, according to a report by McKinsey, there was a 15 to 30 percent growth in consumers who purchased online for most categories. At the same time, consumer brand switching is at an unprecedentedly high rate of 75% of consumers reporting having tried a new shopping behavior in 2020. So kind of leading from that, then, you know, what are some ways that digital storefronts can address these new behaviors or even really incorporate them into their modeling and sales plans?
2: Absolutely. I can, I can start there. At a high level, what we saw during the pandemic, of course, there's a lot of, I'll call it commoditization of, of products and shopping behaviors, etc. Uh, it's interesting, Forrester just pushed out a report saying, you know, of, of the percentage of growth that went over to online, 8% of that is back to being in-store, if you will. And the major reason for that is because of the fact that these brands, to your point, like they're in a place where if they're not able to actually be able to talk about the different products that they have, build that customer build that loyalty with that customer to be able to really engage with that customer, if you will. And it's very hard to do that online, but they're going to start to, you know, consumers are going to be in a place where they're going to kind of jump, jump to different brands, if you will, and try different things, et cetera. So the building that brand loyalty has become way more important today than it ever has been. And how do you do that? You do that with, of course, building these, you know, kind of more in some cases, immersive experiences, but it depends on again, who your customer is and and how you want to engage with them. It's interesting, we have a lot of, um, we're talking to a bunch of, you know, uh, direct-to-consumer brands nowadays that are also building brick-and-mortar experiences, you know, but kind of smaller experiences in different areas because they've realized that the direct-to-consumer model can only go so far. You you need to be able to take that a, a step forward and a step beyond kind of what you've done. In order to do that, you have to see these people. You have to interact with them. You have to you have to have them come in your into your, you know, locations and so that you can get them to a place where they understand what your brand's all about. They understand why that's why your brand is different, why why you're always going to take care of the customer, et cetera. And so I think a, a large portion of that is what what the realization of a, most of the brands are that we're talking to today. Bobby touched on this a little
1: bit, but I think I go back to, you know, for me when I think about the importance of loyalty. And how are you leveraging loyalty plays such an important part into driving personalization, you know, to to consumers, which is what we all well, as consumers is what we all want today. Like, you know, the peanut butter spread marketing approach or, or dressing approach towards consumers, you know, that's that's gone. That's gone. You know, co- consumers like for you to know a little bit more about them. And and their needs and be really targeted about the marketing efforts and how you're talking to them specifically in store or online or, or so forth. And so you know, for me, I, I think that's probably the most one of the things that's really really important from a store front. So what re- tools and resources are you providing to actually align to that? And so you know, digital signage I think is you know the interactive type sales associate, you know, is is one that plays into that. And you know, how are you leveraging digital signage to it's not passive as much anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's producing positive reactions and adding additional value for customers. Content personalization is happening, interactivity, you know, it's, it's becoming an essential part of, can of, say, the multi-channel customer journey that really connects the digital and digital type experience. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. So that would be some things I would throw out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say that some of some of the brands that really are getting that and using personalization to drive loyalty are those d 2 c and those you know DNVBs that bobby was was speaking on earlier, and we're even seeing them as as you mentioned Bobby like going from being just a traditional uh online retailer to now taking a more omni channel showrooming approach where they are uh, creating these very brand forward, brick and mortar retail experiences in cities really across the world now where people can go and they can interact with the brand, they can interact with the products. So really great points there. And you also mentioned immersive experiences, which I wanted to kind of get your guys' take on this a little bit. So we've all been talking about you know the metaverse and virtual reality and augmented reality, and we are... I I would say seeing more uh, VR even being incorporated in the store. But where do you see AR and VR fitting into these digital storefronts?
1: I think, you know, one of the things I thought is that sales forecasts kind of like start to soar exponentially, right? Augmented reality experiences for shoppers play a big part into that, right? And so to help me towards that. So when you think about virtual try on, specifically in retail, you think about personalized or visioning of products from clothing to shoes to makeup, mm-hmm. right, to maybe even the furniture, you know, um, is where you can actually place. Like, if I can see what this shoe maybe looks like on my foot, if I can see what this dress looks like on, you know, on me, if I can see what this couch looks like in, in my house, you know, that kind of like social commerce, like targeting tech savvy consumer demographics is where kind of you you see the A.R., and really happening, and it's really you know helping to boost sales. You think about we're seeing that retailers are saying it's minimizing returns. You're seeing mm-hmm. increase in customer engagement. Um, you're also collecting data on customer preferences at the same time too. I think we all know the you know data is the new oil. Um, you're kind of mm-hmm. delivering on a contact contactless experience, um, and you're also when you think about it too. You're reducing staffing expenses too because you're actually doing some things leveraging device. And a consumer's possibly own device um, to be able to, to guide them through their experience. But quite frankly, there's a there's a percentage percentage of consumers out there who actually like that, you know, because the device is how they operate in their daily life with doing a lot of their tasks and things mm-hmm. that they need to do. And then the last part of it, you just build in customer loyalty, you know, yes. through the AR process, AR slash VR process. But that would be my take on, on AR, VR kind of fitting into the digital storefront
2: yeah and i think i think brands again, going back to you, you really you know knowing their customers you know a large number of brands that during this time the other the, the part that was super interesting for a lot of brands the brands that actually took this seriously is as we went into the pandemic and they started to sell more online or they started to put up you know online storefronts if they didn't have one before one of the big learnings that they got out of this was data right what do my what are my customers like what are they what's what's complementing the different products that they want to buy etc and using that data to be able to then push you know more to that customer to personalize that experience like ryan said or to be able to you know bring on more more of those types of products in their either in their store locations or online storefronts to be able to put them in front of customers and so one of the big learnings with you know kind of building these more immersive experiences is how do i take these products that may be are you know kind of larger maybe don't don't fit into a location and how do i bring more of them to life within a store location furniture is one one example there's examples of you know cars especially now with supply chain issues as people try to conceptualize what's a car how do i actually open the door get into it if i can do all that stuff kind of using arvr uh to be able to get that immersive experience and with that um you know a lot of these these uh retailers that have either larger products or you know the products that are a little harder to, to come by nowadays or they want to test new colors and etc they're using these immersive experiences to, to do just that and um, we're seeing more and more of that come come to life if you will as people try to you know, I always say it like you know in very simple terms bring that really online those online capabilities to to these to the store location, if you will and um, I think it's gonna we're gonna see more and more of that as we grow uh, as, as these retailers grow and as time goes on, And uh, it's one of those things that I think uh, is going to be embedded and integrated into a lot of locations, again, in in the near future.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned cars, and one that really sticks out in my mind is a brand that's been kind of doing this even before the pandemic, which is uh, Audi. They did some really, really cool stuff creating these kind of virtual and AR uh, experiences within some of their showrooms in Europe, where you could go in and you could essentially design your dream car there. And it would project it in AR right in front of you, life size. And you could kind of uh, turn it and see all of the. The, the features and the colors. And it was just very like visually captivating and stunning. And, you know, so I, I definitely agree with you that I think we'll be seeing, you know, more players kind of bringing the, the AR into the store to Ryan's point. We're definitely seeing a lot of that on the, the e-commerce side. I think Alta and Wayfair and Target, um, there's some pretty big players and really kind of incorporating AR into their digital experiences, uh, making it that much easier for customers to try on products or view a potential item in their home, how it would look, what the sizings like, um, see what something would even look like on their body. So very cool stuff. And I guess taking it back to the store, another major way that consumers are are likely to picture the stores of tomorrow is via increasingly complex digital signage. And this could be from self-service kiosks to interactive virtual agents to AI-powered and responsive signage. Bobby, as our digital signage expert, what what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing for things like smart product displays and and really, what what do you think the near term future looks like uh, in in terms of capabilities for digital signage?
2: I think I think uh, you know one of the big things that we're again seeing um, in in regards to you know a point that Ryan of made earlier is personalizing the experience as much as you can. Uh, of course, you want to be non intrusive, you want to be non creepy, all that good stuff. But you know, how do you do this in a way that's actually you know beneficial to the consumer, or the person walking into the location? So you know, from simple terms all the way from What's going to capture me to walk into a store location? Maybe I don't know about this brand. How can I you know, be engaged to be able to walk in? Well, you know, a lot of brands are thinking about, does that look like, you know, a display that takes over our windows and kind of showcases the new products that we have? Is it um, something that's, that's, you know, kind of audio and video related that actually captures people as they're walking by, creating that experience even before you walk in? And then as you walk in, what's that customer journey look like within the store location? Uh, do we, you know, we're working with a with a, a major kind of gene retailer, and so they they're doing just that at the at the storefront. They're they're engaging with really large lifestyle videos that you know are taking over basically all of their their initial storefront. And then as you walk in, you see some educational type kiosks, if you will, around how this product was built, or let me scan a QR code and push push data to my phone to be able to take this back with me, show my significant other, whatever the case may be. All the way to going back to the gene wall where if you don't have my size available i can either transact in store or i can again scan something on my phone take it back transact on, on you know online or on my phone etc so there's a lot of uh, you know that that ability to be able to create that again convergence of online offline i think is going to be huge and how do you do it with creating these journeys within the store location and, and that's, that's where i think we're going to see you know again the best retailers out there are thinking about this and they're building those experiences You know, the other part is, you know, I'll walk into a store location. I may not want to talk to someone, but I may want to, you know, again, get more information or even possibly kind of transact. And so we're going to see more kiosks come into play. Um, We're going to see a lot more of these, uh, you know, personalized experiences, again, not to be intrusive, but from a standpoint, if I walk in and detects that I'm maybe a male that's X age to this age, like it showcases, you know, products for me that maybe I'm interested in, et cetera. And so there's a lot of these things that I think we're going to see come, come into play because consumers are more now, – now they're starting to think, okay, if, if it's good for me and I can actually get something out of this, I'm, 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 I'm going to you know – we're getting tracked on cookies and et cetera online. Why don't I actually use this data to be able to uh, get, get better personalized information about this brand or more products I want to buy, et cetera? You know,
1: um, Bobby said it well. I was reading an article last week, you know, and one of the things they were just talking about the value drivers of dynamic, interactive digital signage. And one of the quotes was 63% of consumers say that digital signage is is an attention grabber, you know. And so if I'm a retail brand and I'm reading quotes and getting information, value driver information like this, I think about how can I, is digital signage, does it make sense for my, the customer experience journey that i'm trying to deliver and how can i figure out how to incorporate that you know a couple other things that was thrown out for the value drivers digital signage has a 47 percent effectiveness on brand awareness you know so how can you drive more effective brand awareness and then the last part was digital displays can increase purchase amounts by more than 29 percent so you know wow. when you put all put all three of those value drivers together um, the ROI is that de- the return on investment is definitely there for you for immediate return on investment, long term value to drive, you know, um, maybe increased, uh frequency of visits and so forth. And then, you know, um, and the sixty three percent just goes to show is like, wow, if I can get digital up somewhere, how and put it strategically in the right places in my in, in my store or. You know, how can it actually help enhance or drive a better experience or drive more traffic to those specific areas that I know are are the, are the items or the products or the services that's really kind of the foundational portions of my business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All all really great points. I think Bobby said it really well, um, really using digital signage to create the uh, convergence of the online and offline experience. And, you know, also to your point, Ryan, that, you know, 63% of consumers saying that digital signage is an attention grabber that can lead to an almost 30% increase, a uh, dollar increase of the purchase amount. So um, not only is it capturing their interest, uh, it's also leading to you know almost, almost a third making a new purchase that maybe they weren't uh, originally set out to make. So really, really great insights all around. This has been a great conversation. I've certainly learned a lot. And in closing, I wanted to... Kind of get your guys's take. You know what you think we'll be seeing. You know in the near future, uh, what the the near future store experience is going to look like. Now that we're seeing more brands, more retailers really incorporating digital technology in the store, and also really honing in on on this kind of innovative spirit that's really been kind of striking the retail industry right now. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Bobby, I'll have you answer first.
2: Yeah, I think it's a lot of the things that we talked about today, um, you know, all the way from, well, again, at the core, I, I stress this because not all solutions are, are created equal for retailers. I think you need to know your customer, what they're into, uh, how they engage with your brand at the core. And then from there, the experiences that you build are going to be super important especially given we went through a pandemic and, and came out of it, or I want to call it came out of it in the sense of how people are engaging with brands and how they expect brands to engage back with them all the way from, you know, is it visual technology that you put in there to be able to educate and inform, uh, are there ways that you can build in, you know, personalization in, in a non-intrusive way? Cause it is like, you know, you're using kind of public screens, if you will, to be able to engage, but in an intrusive way, be able to engage with those folks to, do I put in a self service kiosk in my location or not? To, you know, what's the music that's playing in here and how does that actually accentuate the really the the experience that people are feeling? So I think it, at the core, it's all about who your customer is. And from there, I think you invest, uh, it, it's critical that you invest in, in the right kind of experience to be able to keep your, 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 your customers really loyal to your brand and create that loyalty and, and extend on that and be able to have customers for life, if you will.
1: I'll piggyback a little bit on um, what. Bobby so uh, eloquently said, is that I, I think it's to me it's all about experiences, and you know it's just not as a as a brand is great products and the um the benefits that that product you know meets and exceeds for the consumer is just not enough. Value is just not enough anymore. You know consumers are when you look at the future retail, it's also connected to you know what we see today is you know your purpose. You know, and so you, you play a part into that. But then it really goes into what are you doing that is in your what are you driving in your service experience that aligns with your brand? It's actually getting the consumer excited about getting off their couch or, you know, or getting out of their car to be able to shop in your store. And then how are you keeping them excited whether or not it's in store or it's online? And so that could come in a lot of different ways, you know, and we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, AR, VR. Bobby Sheridan talked a little bit about, you know, um, digital signage, self-serve, you know, kiosks, you know, and so forth. But like, you know, you really need to figure out like how you what fits the best with the journey and the experience you're trying to deliver with your brand, because that's what it's about. And how do you get them excited about continuing to be, you know, to be about your brand um, and spend their wallet share with you? Because, I mean, statistics have shown is like brand loyalty is going down you know, consumers are actually buying, they're buying multiple brands these days. And so how do you continue to be able to drive those experiences and get them excited? And I always say when I was in retail um, leading up to stores is every interaction with the consumers, you got to make it a memorable moment. Were you memorable? And Mm -hmm. so I think it's the same thing for every retailer. How can every interaction be a memorable moment, regardless of whether it's not it's in store or it's actually on their phone or it's at their laptop or so forth? How is every interaction memorable? To that consumer to drive long term value for you and your brand.
2: That was said perfectly, Ryan. I think I think you. I mean, the, the word memorable is I think uh, understated in a lot of these uh, experiences that people are trying to build. So I think that's that's definitely key.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Excellent points, all around. You know, as you mentioned, Ryan, value is just not enough anymore. Brands really need to be creating these uh, memorable and exciting experiences, which is definitely uh, no easy task, but it certainly is an exciting time to be a retailer. It's an exciting time, I think, to be a customer. And I'm you know, personally looking forward to seeing more of these memorable retail experiences come to life. So Bobby, Ryan, thank you both for joining the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having us. That was great. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at Rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.